welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about ancient scriptures and testaments of our favorite Star Wars characters, now called legends by the heathen Mama Disney. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. I'm Kevin. And this week, we're here to talk about chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20. But first, bum bum bum, previously on Forever Canon, Ben meets Anakin Bot. Sial dropping bombs on a frigate. Anakin Bot makes the ultimate sacrifice. And Klauskin takes Trallis and ruins everything. But that was last week. This week, we start with Chapter 17, Coruscant. We open up on Han and Leia riding side-by-side in a speeder. And Leia's pretty much recapping the events of uh, of Centerpoint and Corellia uh, from the from the perspective of what she's been hearing from government officials or military officials and she breaks it down for Han in the car. She says, hey, "You might want to pull over for this." And he's like, "No, no, just tell me. Lay it on me." She yeah, goes, I'm "Yeah." Good. She's like, "Yeah, our, uh, our 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 son was at Centerpoint with Ben. Yep, that was our son." He's like, "What?" "Yep, uh yeah, our our daughter tried to kidnap the prime minister." "Yep, uh what?" "Yeah, they were uh, oh, they were ready for the Jedi and uh that almost got our kids killed. It might have been us. Whoops, it might have been us." But on the bright side, she says, there had to have been another leak, too, because we didn't say anything about Jedi. Yeah. So someone's saying something about Jedi going on. So, you know, it's fine that we almost got everybody killed just because we were a little antsy and a little nervous. But, you know, at that point, Han actually has to stop driving. He ha- He's so rattled, he has to pull over. He can't even fly a speeder. But he does do a perfect park job. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much cranks the gas and hits the parking brake and slides sideways into a parking spot. Like a glove. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, people on the sidewalk are screaming and stuff. And they're still sitting there talking and hashing things out. Like, Leia also mentions Ben doesn't seem to be taking his success well from center point. He, he seems really shut off. He's... He, he wouldn't talk to Leia when she tried to congratulate him. He seems really upset. And Luke wants her and Han on team third wheel for the negotiations. This is, <laughs> and Han is easily convinced he's in. And as they're sitting there chit-chatting, they, the people who were screaming on the sidewalk as the psycho was, uh, was turbo sliding into the parking spot next to them, they now start to realize, oh my god. It's celebrities. Yeah, yeah. People taking pictures. People just screaming. Just, their yeah. names. Space paparazzi. I really liked though, like the one guy that they pointed out. He was like Han Solo and Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like Princess Leia. It just yeah. kind of like it kind of just struck me funny. Like, you know, you know, she was like the president of the galaxy for for a while there, right? <laughs> yeah. Not she hasn't been a princess since her planet got blown up 40 years ago. Yeah. But. Yeah. Still, she's the people's princess. A little behind the times, <laughs> she, this guy. Yeah, well, I kind of thought that was like cute, where like some people, to some people, you're just always going to be the princess. Like, must must have been an older. It's guy a, just or a celebrity disconnect. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe yeah. it was an older dude yeah. who remembered the days of Alderaan. Cut to Kuat System, Toriaz Station. Now, we talk a lot about names on this podcast. Toriaz Station. It's. When you look at it, it has the strangest collection of consonants I've ever seen in my life. But when you say it, it doesn't sound any better, but it still doesn't seem bad. 
You know, no matter how me? I try to pronounce it, yeah. it always feels like I'm doing. I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> Tor, Tor, Toriaz, Toriaz. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Know. It could be Tor, Toriaz, Toriaz, the Toriaz station. Either way, I don't know. Either way, now it's five days later. So well, overall, like a week from Mission Day. Also, how do you guys pronounce the system? Kuat. Kuat? Kuat. I've always said quat. Quat? Quat. It's faster. Well, that sounds filthy, and I don't I don't yeah. want to say that a hundred times yeah. right now. So I'm going to go with Kuat. All right, let's go with that. It's safer. <laughs> not well, much better. The people that are from Kuat, Kuati, so they're not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not Kuatis. They're not Kuats? Kuatis. <laughs> no, a bunch yeah, of little, Kuats. Little Kuats. <laughs> no, they're not little Kuats. But anyways, here in the Kuat system on the Toriyaz station, five days later... All yeah. the parties have arrived to negotiate the peace. We've got the delegation from the GA, we've the delegation from Karelia, and we've got our third party Jedi's. Yeah, and essentially, it's it's not so much a a, a station where places this would happen. It's like a right. party place. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like it sounded the way that it sounded was like a, like a, a rentals, like yeah. Like if you were to rent out Buckingham Palace. Well, they uh, for like conventions, it was like just it, it set up for conventions. It was all modular. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a giant disc. It's a giant coin with spindly arms all uh, all around the rim of it. Yeah. And on the end of every one of those arms is either another coin shape or a triangle shape, and it's all rooms and and, and yeah. con- conference rooms, uh, and, I don't know, sleeping quarters, whatever, whatever. As we find out later, and huge gardens. Too. Uh, it says um, the hotels on the main uh, disc yeah. uh, do not offer single room accommodations. The lowliest quarters available available were lavish suites whose daily rent was the equivalent of a yearly earnings of a middle class family. Right. That's so probably a dual income this family. This is definitely a high Holy class place. Crap. And the GA has agreed to pay for all of it. That's part of the conditions of this. Well, this was like one room in the main disc. They've yeah, rented like a whole. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a delegation of three different parties. They've they're paying for the whole thing, and we we get the perspective of Wedge. He's hanging out in a water garden, tired of all the posturing between the governments, GA and Karelia, bickering over who who should get what room and what which side of the stars they should be facing and. All just the micromanagement that you'd expect from a government trying to get the slightest bit of an upper hand on their negotiating uh, adversary or yeah. opponent. Silly. Wedge is tired of it, man. He's just chilling out in, he, a wa- yeah. in the water garden. He, he's sitting in a park. I, I picture this old guy sitting in a park feeding the birds. He's kind of just staring at a waterfall, and he yeah. sees an old rogue squad mate, Tycho Kelchu. Longtime rebel and New Republic pilot, another of many heroes. These guys are BFFs. They have been for years and years, ever since they used to fly with Rogue Squadron when they were young men fighting for the Rebellion and fighting for the New Republic. They flew together. And so Wedge pulls a little trick on him. He's like, oh, Red 2 to your side, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Fakes him out. But they have a nice little warm little reunion here. And uh, Wedge starts talking about heroes. Talking about how how can we find ourselves on either side on on opposite sides of this of this disagreement? The two of them, the two of these BFFs, they can't believe it. Uh, Wedge, Wedge says, "People redeem their heroes. 
Sal Solo is a convicted conspirator. Han Solo was a spice smuggler. Luke and Leia are children of the most notorious mass murderer in history. That's an interesting perspective of it. Yes, it is. For all the good that they have done, they are still the children of one of the greatest murderers in the history of existence. The, uh, yeah, of the galaxy. <laughs> that is a that's a a side of the coin that doesn't really get talked about very often. As much as Darth Vader does get brought up, it never gets really directly tied to Luke and Leia. Like his actions don't. Yeah. I actually, after I read that, I stopped to th- reading just for a minute to try to think about it. Can I, I? I couldn't think of another character from Star Wars who was responsible for more deaths with their own hands. Like, you could say a lot of those deaths were on Palpatine. Tarkin. He calls the order to fire on the Death Star yeah, when they blow I think, up Alderaan. I think in in this they're they're, they're all putting they're all that complicit. On, I think they're putting the dark the and Death you Star Yavin yeah, or Alderaan thing on Vader on Pinning this it on one. Him, yeah, but but you would right? It's like the yeah. triumvirate of the three of them: the the Emperor and then the Grand Admiral Tarkin or whatever he was, Grand Moff, sorry, and and Vader. Like the three of them were like the three headed monster of the Empire, and so they yeah, yeah they take the pin. But of even still, when you look at it. Like I don't, I can't recall anyone in Star Wars who single-handedly kills more people than Darth Vader. Yeah, with his own hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like never just mind the super weapon and the, the war and, and someone else, else does it. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Like, because... I just stop and think. Oh, I, I can't and, come up yeah, with anything. Just, and, and like not just even regular people, like Jedi. Sorry, I went on a little Jedi hunting spree. So all the other Jedi who are now under like Luke Skywalker's guidance. Like, hey, we'd have a lot more of us if your dad wasn't a f- nut job. <laughs> hey, it uh, could have been, been a lot better place if your dad didn't murder all the children in the yeah. Jedi Temple. <laughs> now, think about it. <laughs> Everyone, at this point, I think most people know yeah. that Darth Vader is Luke's Luke's dad. Oh, definitely. I would hope so. And Luke, Spoil, like we said, yeah. spoiler alert for the movies. Luke's last name is Skywalker. Same yeah. as Anakin's. Yeah. Wedge's daughter changed her name to get right, out of his right. shadow. But the thing is, I think the difference is that Luke Skywalker had a life and joined the rebellion and accomplished great things before he even knew that his dad was Darth Vader. So as a hero, he's already Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He had had no reason to change his name up till then. Sayal is like, I don't want to live in my dad's shadows and hear questions about my dad from every stranger who just picks up on a name. Yeah, because in But yeah, the difference her... is, like, Luke, he finds out in, at the end of movie number two, that is, the, the bad guy's his dad. And well, by the end of movie number two, he's a hero twice, three times over already. Like, yeah, yeah. So, well, <laughs> even, it, is, it is just funny that way. Even before Empire Strikes Back starts... Darth Vader's already hunting for the rebel pilot who blew up the Death Star. Yeah. He he doesn't know it's his son. Yeah. He knows... Which always big... seemed like an oversight to me. How is yeah. Vader not aware? It just... For being as powerful as he is, it just seemed like an oversight. I don't know. Whatever. You know, like Luke Skywalker, a hero, several times over by the time he finds out that's yeah. his dad... Wedge talking about heroes. How could us best friends have ended up on opposite sides of this conflict? Wedge explains what he's doing. He's 
pretty much just assigned to keep Thrak and Sal Solo in check. That's why he took the government position. What's he doing here? He's just here to aid the president or prime minister any way that he can. He's here basically to help find common ground. I mean, it's not a mystery to all these people that everybody knows each other and everybody's friends for the last 40 years. Like, Karelians yeah. have been, always been deeply tied into the success of the rebellion and of the New Republic. It's not a secret to them that these people are friends across these burgeoning enemy lines. Yeah, it's, it's forcing them to choose a side even against friends or family or whatever. Yeah, well, again and again. What's interesting is... 40 years ago, uh, Tycho, Wedge, and Luke were all allies, mm-hmm. basically against Pelion. Now, it's Pelion, Tycho, yeah. and Luke against Wedge, yeah. but they're not really But none of their loyalties have other. really changed. Exactly. Yeah, they're still friends, but they're on opposite sides of the coin, but... It's just this more... This, this warmongering... Is, is like blowing things out of proportion and this this quest for independence is kind of creating conflicts in between these people that really haven't really happened yet yeah where right now like they're on opposite sides of trying to keep the thing from pulling apart like they're on both sides of the dam trying to hold it together yeah. from both sides and it's trying to split from within uh, he, he has another little throwaway here where he tells Tycho that uh Sial almost got him above Corellia. She almost got him, and he is proud. And like you said, that there you got, there you go again. Another mirror of family and friends be, being on the wrong, the wrong sides of the conflict. Like his own daughter almost blew him up in Corellia just because she's assigned to the GA. Yeah, and he happened to be escaping the GA and heading back to Corellia. Well, what's funny is um, Wedge actually asked Tycho if he's still keeping an eye on Sayal for him. Yeah. And he is. Yeah, yeah. And he actually well, t- I, yeah. he actually tells Wedge that she's up for a promotion, but, like, kind of like a promotion. Right. But she doesn't know it yet. Yeah. So her dad, who's on basically the opposite side of a war, finds out about a promotion for her before she does. Yeah. I like because that. it's his friend. Yeah. yeah. Best friends, you got high up friends. Yep. Chapter 18. Negotiation time. Psych! Yeah. It's party time! <laughs> it's a party. This and keeps the, happening to Han. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of carpet being pulled out from underneath us. Yes, but it does. You gotta make everything look good for the media, is pretty much what they say here. We gotta make it look calm. Like, we're all just having a good time. We're having a party. Let's have a little party, and then we'll do the negotiations. Sure. Whatever. Jedi Team Third Wheel arrives to the party. We get a full cast of characters. Luke, Mara, Han, Leia, Jason, Jaina, Zek, and Ben. That is the third party, third wheel, yeah. negotiation factor, X factor, super factor, to the third Jedi team that uh, Luke specifically handpicked. I like super factor. Super factor? Yeah, I like triple, that. Triple X. Yeah. It's the uh, Vin Diesel team. <laughs> Han thinks his party is BS. Yeah, why, in fact, why are they having a party? In fact, he has other thoughts, and he says, I just want to shoot everyone who decides on these protocols. And then we get an interesting sequence of events. Yeah. Jason nodded agreeably. If I ruled the universe, I'd let you do that as a service to galactic civilization. Father and son, 
bantering back and forth about ha 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 i hate rules frivolous rules and enforcement of protocols that don't matter ha 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 yeah i'd let you kill everybody that does that ha 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 luke's smile lasted for another two steps then he straightened looking forward he stepped to the side of the jedi formation to let it pass and began looking right and left as soon as jason says if i ruled the universe i'd let you do that Luke has another flash of the man who doesn't exist. Could it somehow be linked to Jason's comments? Could it possibly be? Might just be in the realm of possibilities. Who knows, man? Who knows? But Luke seems legit worried, and that worries Han. Yeah. Which, again, now, you don't... When do you see these characters in the movies as ever being portrayed as worried not much there's like a, there's ner- a, a nervous kiss on the cheek where there's a few Hans flying into an asteroid field and Leia's <laughs> like i don't know about this but even but even then it's like it's always covered with false bravado yeah where this up, is like sweetheart. this is just naked han solo going oh luke looks worried oh that's bad yeah, yeah, because like, now he's realized space wizards are legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's had four. He's had forty yeah. years of space magic to come around to the idea. <laughs> it's hard. So at the it's, time of the movies, he's at, even at like Return of the Jedi. He almost seems like he's like, I know this is legit, but I how? still don't believe it. God, how is it still happening? Yeah. yeah, and now he's just like, he even. I mean, you know, he he even says more things later on about how. Well, if if Luke can see into the future, uh, I w- and he sees this, uh, maybe Jason can, and I wonder what he sees. That that'll come up later. But right now, it's party time, and the party starts like a bunch of awkward preteens at their first dance. <laughs> yes, Just it does. Circles of people ignoring other circles of people. Yeah. But guess what? BFF Bros, Wedge and Tycho are on the case, clapping backs and telling jokes and breaking the ice all over this party. Yes, Kevin? I'm just getting this picture of, like, this big open room, and there's, like, three major clumps of people. Yeah. And then in strut, these two fighter pilots, like, one's the wingman, one's, like, the main guy, and it's just kind of like they're flying through, like, in formation. I won't even lie. When I pictured them coming in, I, for some reason, pictured them, like, holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Like, arm around the shoulder or something. (laughs) And do you guys uh, watch Futurama at all? I pictured Tycho Kelchu as Zap Brannigan. Is that his name? I don't remember. Like, the big buff guy. Like, really short shorts. The guy who talks like this, and he is a space captain, anyways but no just he's like he's like the super buff handsome guy and i just the the way that these two guys are walking through the party man i just i don't know why i pictured them holding hands but (laughs) they definitely were killing it out there and they get the party bumping the dance floor gets going uh jana and han out there having a little dance and a chat she tries to convince her dad to do some simple politicking like Smile and be nice, man. Yeah. Like that's, seriously. Why get that scowl off yeah. your face and like let's pretend that everything's okay. Yeah. Let's let's put the face on. Let's be a grown up for a second yeah. and fake it. Yeah. I know. I know that you don't like BS. I know you don't like politicking. But you know, start at the base. Just have a smile. I like how uh, like he's dancing with Jaina 
And she's like, um, in case you haven't noticed, there are ladies on both sides hovering, waiting for you yeah. to not have a dance partner. Yeah. She goes, like this. It, she twirls, and she's gone. Bails on him. And who and steps he's in? just like, what? Who steps in for a dance? None other than now Lieutenant Barthas. What was her rank before? Captain. Was it a captain? I believe she was Captain Barthas before. I think so. Now, demoted, busted down. And even Han has that awareness where he's like, I better not ask her about her uh, kidnapping my friend Wedge or uh, her recent demotion or whatever, whatever. I guess we'll just have a quiet dance. Word gets yeah. around. I'm surprised she's not pushing a broomer on the dance floor. It's, it is amazing to me the details that everybody seems to just pocket in the back of their mind where they're like, okay, this name did this. And like, it's all written in a book for me that I'm reading. And that's hard. I, if yeah. I wasn't taking notes on it, I would be <laughs> hard to keep track of. Even when they said her name, like they said her full name, Elson Bartha or whatever it was. Yeah, and I was like, is that the same one? Or it's is the it like addition her of the name of the yeah. first name. Yeah. That might've been what threw me that off threw along with the, uh, the motion in the title. Cause really I didn't, I was like, huh? Elson Barthas. Wait, Wait, what? I didn't realize it until just now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, my, when I read it, I'm like, <laughs> Well, that's Barthes. pretty sad because Han spells it out completely. He's well, like, yeah, whatever. It's like, I shouldn't ask her about the thing. You know, when I first read it, I was like, Barthas, that sounds familiar. I'm like, I'll have to come back to that later. Man, and then you guys I read the next paragraph, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. You guys are killing me because I feel uncertain about myself, but I knew it right away. <laughs> Meanwhile, you two clowns over it there. It threw me off to like the second paragraph. It's but all right. After some dancing and some drinks and some fake smiling and politicking, four hours later, it's time to negotiate for real. Once everybody takes off their uncomfortable shoes, you know. Yeah. Except for Admiral Pelion because he's the old vet. He's probably got special molded boots right to his foot, mm-hmm. Han says. He's like, he's a smart man. He's probably got comfy shoes. Insoles. Dr. Scholl's. He's 90-some years old. I bet you he's got comfy shoes. You oh, better. Yeah. Better. They Velcro up and everything. So Tarkin knew how to do that. Yeah, they know. Like, you gotta. If you're going to be standing on the bridge all day, you better have comfy shoes. Anyways, Old Gill and Saxon get down to negotiations. The GA fleet in Corellia was bad. And having Centerpoint ready was bad, too. Corellia could stay in the GA, but it needs its own fleet. Han is just sitting there, now bored with the conversation, starts yeah. reading faces around the table. And he looks at Luke and he says he still looks anxious. He must be able to see things no one can. Then he looks at Jason. Hmm. With his diverse training, maybe he can see things that Luke can't. And it hints right away at the, that back at that underlying difference in their philosophy. Yeah. Where... Luke and Jason are almost painted as equals, but they have very different opinions and very different ways of getting there. Yeah. The way I've always pictured it is Luke is very, even though he wasn't raised in the Jedi Order in their prime, he got a lot of his teachings from yeah. well, some he, of the greatest masters. So I, he's a very I think traditional it to him too. Jedi. Yeah. Whereas Ben, or uh, not Ben, uh, Jason is very unorthodox. I thought he was going to say Jason. No. Yeah, very not trained in a traditional way at all. Well, he's no. got a lot of that. But he also added in his own yeah. findings from around the galaxy, yeah. which is insane. Well, what was it, like 10 years or something? Like, something like 10 years, he just disappeared. Galaxy. Amazing. Yeah. After four more hours of negotiation, though, everybody retires to their quarters. Turns out, they're at the end of one of those triangles. Not on the two prongs, but they're on the long prong on the opposite side. They're all in one hallway. You got the GA... And Corellia at either end, and the Jedi in the middle. Pretty direct visualization of yeah. what's going on here. Like, 
We're going to stick the two arguing parties on either end of the hallway. And we're going to put the Jedi right in the middle. The Jedi are the most representative of the crossed ties and, and overlapping duty yeah. and stuff like that, right? Because it's family and friends where you get a little bit of that from the military side with Tycho and Wedge and, and that side of it. But the Jedi is is definitely like the flag bearer for conflicted. Yeah, and they're supposed to be, Jedi are supposed to be the mediators in that anyways. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the whole Jedi detachment is basically the grandmaster and his family yeah and, and zek yeah 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 <laughs> who, Good which, old which zek. again who's mind melded to how, one of his family how do you tell everybody that that's not your boyfriend when you he goes everywhere with you and your family <laughs> like you did the the, the, the he, two he goes of them, to all the family dinners and the, stuff yeah the two of them are like attached at the hip and she's always like that's not my boyfriend yeah no, no. no. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, hey, Have you told maybe, Zach? maybe you don't <laughs> deny. I guess it want. wasn't up to her, right? It was up to Luke who he wanted to choose, and that's probably how a lot of it goes. Oh, yeah, she probably doesn't necessarily choose to go on missions with him every time, but nonetheless, the Jedi are uh, very stuck in the middle, and uh, they're probably wondering why they came here tonight. I got the feeling of something ain't right. Anyways, <laughs> so scared I'm gonna get bombed out of my bed. Anyways, uh. Han and Leia in the solo room is is in the literal middle of this triangle on the far side. They're literally in the middle, and they actually comment on that. Oh, our room must be right in the middle of the thing. Just nailing, <laughs> nailing that metaphor home. Yeah. Like, when you spell it out in the actual narrative and conversation with the characters, that's pretty, pretty heavy-handed. So I guess we should be paying attention to the Jedi are in the middle. Yeah. Jason, on the other hand... Sitting there and says he felt around in the forest for the non-existent man. But he only felt a very faint female presence. Could yeah, be from the past or purposely diminished. Because before this chapter, only Luke and... I think only Luke and Mara know about this person who doesn't exist. Yeah. But when they walk into the party and Luke gets that like sense, he starts like looking around all agitated. Mm-hmm. And then the whole rest of the family is basically like... What? Please tell us why you're upset, Jedi Grandmaster. And now everyone's kind of aware of what's going on now. Everybody's a little bit in on the uh, non-existent man thing. Yeah. And this is where Jason outright questions Luke's judgment. Like, just straight up. He says, uh, he says he feels, first of all, he feels like he's not being heard. He says, like, I had ideas about what was going to happen if the GA went to Corellia and Luke didn't listen to me. I feel like he's just looking at everything from one narrow point of view. He's got blinders on because of this bad dreams that he's having. And when he was talking about like, I, I feel like he uh, feeling like he wasn't being heard. It just reminded me of that scene where they're like, we grant you a position on this council, but we did not grant you the rank of master. Yeah. And I was like, he seems like spurned. Like he feels like he should be more respected than he is. Because I was thinking so of much. a different scene from Ooh, the do same tell. movie. <laughs> do tell. Where Palpatine's like, don't continue to be a pawn of the Jedi Council. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I just, I don't know. So many parallels. So many parallels. But is that just me? I don't know. Luke and Jason's relationship, man. What is it? Is it really this contentious or is it just Jason's perspective? Like. I'm sure Luke feels like he heard him out and considered his thoughts, you, you know? Yeah. And you, you get to see this as a little bit of a, ref, of a 
reflection in The Last Jedi where Luke thinks that he's considered all the options. Yeah. And then he ends up doing the wrong thing with a narrow band of information and he attacks Kylo or was going to attack him in his sleep, whatever, whatever. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's an echo right here from the original Kylo Ren, Jason Solo, where he feels like Luke is not operating with the full bandwidth of information, but is that just his own confidence from like his, everybody tells him he's special all the time. Like you got special training. You're so special. And then after you're grown into your adulthood of everybody telling you you're special for all this past 10 years or whatever, do you, are you just that starting to believe cocky it. that you're going to question Luke Skywalker's? You know, another movie reference that this reminds me of is when um, in episode two, Padme's packing on Coruscant to leave and Anakin starts complaining about how in a lot of ways he's more powerful than Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan's holding yeah. him back. But he's doing it like a crybaby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but like, it is a lot like that. The yeah. same message. It's the, the exact same message. Well, wait, just- I guess it's not a lot like that. Like, very Let's not similar. go overboard here where he's just Jason's being although even Leia calls him out like he's actually angry. You're actually angry. All he's doing yeah. right now is just questioning him in a pretty reasonable way, it seems like, but maybe we're just drawing these parallels too too thickly. But I need you to say something for me again, please. What's her name? What's her name again? Whose name? Whose name? Uh Anakin's baby mama. <laughs> who who has who is the woman who bears the children, Luke Padme. and Leia? Who? Padme. One more time? Padme. Okay. The first time it kind of sounded like Padme. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought you said Padme too. Yeah, I was I worried. That's okay. That's, That's okay. That's okay. Was redeemed. Hey, listen, misspeaking is different from misunderstanding. So, <laughs> <laughs> I let, listen, we let Jacen go as long as we have, but I can't let a Padme. But here we are, nonetheless. <laughs> Chapter 19. All of this still happening on Toria Station, obviously. Yeah. Now we cut to Captain Siron Tawaller. Tawaller? Tawaller. I wanted to almost, Tawaler? I wanted to not say Tawaller. <laughs> like his job is to drive people off. Tawaller. Either way. I kept saying Tolwar because that's a that's a type of a sword. Tolwar. That's, that's it just my brain just kept going back to that, and I was oh. like, it's wrong, but I'm just gonna yeah. keep going. Mm. Well, either way, Captain Siron Tawaller. Tawaller. Tawaller? Tawaller? Yeah. I like Tawaller. Captain Captain (laughs) T-Dog out here. He's pulling a fast one on the security recordings, and he's hiding the approach of a ship to the little triangle of this station that where the uh, GA and the uh, Karelians and the uh, Jedi are all uh, stationed at. His female companion keeps saying things that should be offensive, but of course they're not. Who is this woman? This woman had come to him with the news that he, Captain Siron Tawaller, was under consideration to be the Telbun of a lady, to be the consort chosen to father her child, and the ancient tradition of the great ruling merchant houses of Kuat. His intelligence, his personal strength, his determination had brought him to her attention. And somehow, she had looked past the indifferent service reports that had been written about him. had dismissed the petty jealousy and backstabbing competition that had led superior officer after superior officer to label him as unmotivated and adequate. I think 
that this guy's getting played. Yes. But we'll, we'll see. We'll put a pin in that. She says he ne- she needs his help because there are rogue Jedi that have been sent here to kill her. Rogue Jedi sent here to kill her? That sounds not true. I, I like this. That, <laughs> hey, you can be my consort. You can do all this stuff. But first, pass a test. Yes, you yeah. must prove your loyalty if I will choose you to have my baby. I am a rich merchant princess. Yeah. And I love how in his mind, he's like, no, nope, this is just more proof that I'm not unmotivated and I'm far above adequate. Yeah, huh. yeah. But so throughout this whole thing, they keep saying things in, in, in particular ways like this should be offensive, but of course it wasn't. Nah. Or normally that would bother him, but of course it doesn't. They're really, really hinting, laying, laying on thick that he's his his brain is being messed with, and sure enough, he's hiding the what's actually happening on the security recordings in a shuttle docks. Twenty armed and armored soldiers depart with orders of their targets on the station, and the female says to Waller, "Needs to get in the shuttle." He steps into the airlock. He's like, "I can't see the shuttle. Where is it? Wait, oh, there it is. I can see it now. At first, I couldn't see it, but..." Of course it's there. I know that it's there. And then he's like, oh, I don't have a spacesuit on. She's like, no, of course you do. Look down. And he looks down and he's like, I don't remember putting this on, but of course <laughs> I have it on. Yeah. I totally have a spacesuit on. And he presses the button and he's like, why won't, why won't the airlock cycle? What do you mean there's nothing on the other side? I can see the shuttle. Pfft, override. Beep, boop, bing, bang, bang, boom. <laughs> Sucked out the airlock. He spaced himself. Yep. So, you know how you were saying a couple episodes back that every time you've read the description of what Zek looks like, you picture something completely different? Yeah. When they're describing all these guards coming in, or all these, like, soldiers or whatever coming in, and they're gleaming black body armor, my brain just stops there and goes, this is clearly the guards from Spaceballs. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. They're about as well-trained. Yeah. They, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of them. They get on. And he, in an effort to board the shuttle and depart the station, spaces himself. And here's another thing I thought was interesting. Was they refer to the group of of armed and armored soldiers that get off as the killers. They call them the killers as like TM. (laughs) Like trademark, that's their registered name. Like several times. Yeah. And that was just, that was really direct. Yeah. I mean, we already know, like, you can already intuit what they're there for. Yeah, just reading it. So maybe that's why, you know, Well, I mean, like a thick one on there. 20 armored soldiers kind of come on. Well, that could just be, like, extra security. They could be there to kidnap someone. They're wearing black armor, Kevin. Yeah, they're wearing black, Kevin. Oh, the 20 killers. Well, yeah, you know you're... (laughs) No, I know. You know they're bad guys. Black could just mean they're on a stealth mission. But it's like, no, the 20 killers. It's like, oh, they're here to just straight up murder No, they leave absolutely no room for doubt on that one. Yeah, they let you know right off the bat. The killers make their way to Calabarth Alley. Hallway. Calabarth Hallway, which is what they call the hallway where everybody's all stationed. And are mysteriously helped at the security checkpoint. They like they get there and they're like, "Oh, there's security here." And then a data pad fills the room with smoke, and then they just go through. Oh, off they go. <laughs> it's weird. Jason wakes up in the middle of the night, scans the force to find any signs of hostility or anger or hatred. None. Nothing. 
Luke wakes up in his own room. Feeling for danger is a mistake, he tells Mara. The wise old Jedi feels the threat in feeling fatalism. The absent feeling of having assigned yourself to death already. He realizes this just in time as his doorway explodes in and he's just able to force push the door back out before it crushes him. And as Luke jumps into the hallway, Mara steps out as well. And Mara, her blue lightsaber blade flashing out from the doorway, cut up through the barrel at an angle and continued across the attacker's neck. The front half of the rifle and the woman's hand fell away. Then her head rolled off, smoking at the point of the <laughs> lightsaber contact to topple to the floor. I just thought this was interesting because we've seen a couple of characters get introduced with accidental deaths. No, nope. yeah. not Mara. Mm-mm. Not the former assassin slash spy. You know, she no, cuts her hand. There goes your hand. There goes your head. Now you're dead. Like, not, she ain't messing around. Did it describe that as... One swipe, yep. gun, hand, and neck all in one yep. swipe. Oh, yeah. yep. One That's, diagonal That is swipe. so hard to try to line that yeah. up. Well, you know what? But when it, your sword can cut through anything. <laughs> you know, I've noticed a lot of other like Jedi and stuff as they're describing, they'll like cut the gun uh, like in half. Yeah. Then kick the like, guy over or something. Yeah, they'll yeah. do like it takes them several steps. Mara's always just like one hit killing <laughs> everybody. Efficiency. And just like neck. Right across the torso, big, just brutal, like, yeah. wounds. It's like, yeah. holy crap. There, there is no room for recovery when you get Mm-mm. attacked by Mara Jade Skywalker. Ooh. They're out in the hall. Uh, they're out in the main common room now where they're, they're, it's full of guards blowing open doors to all their family members' rooms. And Luke pulls a nice little mirror move of his own, and he rips the ceiling down on top of a bunch of the guards. And I thought, wow, like, yeah. I wonder where Jason learned that one from. Turns out. From Uncle Luke. No, one thing I noticed is you kind of get a bit of an idea as to how powerful these guys' guns are. Because he pulls it down and they fire once. Yeah. And all of a sudden that chunk of ceiling starts glowing red hot. Yeah. It's like, oh damn. Well, some yeah. of them are described as having like a big giant shoulder like, like mounted thing. Yeah, like thing. a rocket launcher. I think that's what they were using on the doors. Like the little, like the yeah. predator thing. The other yeah. thing that they, that they note is that Luke gets shot with like an electro web. Yeah. Type of, like an electrified webbing. And I, I thought of, was that again, like Jedi specific artillery? Like, I think was so. this yeah. the squad specifically designed to take cannons. care of the Jedi? Like uh, again, nets. somebody knows the Jedi are going to be there and they're preparing to fight Jedi. Well, they were brought in to kill the Jedi who were sent to right. kill this. That's right. And so, and so that lady. was the hanging thread for Han and Leia was, we weren't the leak about Jedi stuff. So here we are again. Here's another drop out of the bucket. A leak of some Jedi stuff where they are fully prepared for these Jedi. Jason on the other side feels Luke swipe his intruder across <laughs> across the uh, across the doorway away from the room. His first move is to flip Ben over <laughs> shove him up against the wall while he's still in his bed. I just thought, noise. That's noise. He's a nice guy. Take care of his cousin. He steps out to find Mara handling her own attackers. Luke in the middle of four people. Again, single swipe and a spin. And he cuts off hands and legs and a head. It's four people out with a single lightsaber swoop. This man is dope. He actually only kills three of the four. Well, I mean, he takes them all out. Well, there's something that's going to come up in a little, in like the next chapter, I think. 
But he kills three out of the four. The next sentence. The fourth guy. No, no, they describe why later. Yeah. The fourth um, got his gun cut in half. He drops it, raises his hands, and then oddly followed his companions to the floor, his, floor, his body limp. Yeah, I think he was dead. He just wasn't dead all the way yet. You know what I mean? Luke didn't kill him, though. I don't know. I think he did. Luke disabled oh, his no. weapon. No. Sorry, yes, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. We will get to that. Excellent point, yeah. Kevin. Excellent point. And Zach with his little... He only kills, end. he definitely only kills three of them. Yeah. yeah. Jane and Zach step out next. So let's play a game called Who Felt It First? Jason, then Luke, then Jaina, and Zach. Yeah. Luke so, woke up Mara, but Jason felt it first and he felt out in the force in the wrong direction. See, and so he missed the threat. That's the difference. So. The uh, wisdom of Luke was yeah, able to see it. Luke's got more experience. So instead of him waking up and going, check for danger he went no no if you check for danger you won't see you might miss other yeah. things so because what the jedi i've what i've read is they intend they don't sense an incoming blaster bolt they sense the danger of the, the hatred or the intent yeah. so that's why droid assassins are so dangerous yeah. against jedi because they can't sense anything yeah. malicious or anything so yeah well they the... feel this one coming just in time but <clears throat> Like we said, you get that reflection of right away, Jason was doubting Luke and Luke's thought patterns. And if he's got a broad enough education to solve problems in a lateral thinking way, well, and then he's the one who fails to creatively problem solve and almost gets himself killed, right? Yeah. Well, I like another thing. Just is disproven right away. As soon as Jason comes out, he's like, Mara, in her, sli- in her like pajamas, he's like, Okay, good. I'm not the only one who was caught off guard. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. He takes <laughs> a little solace in that. Yeah. And then Zach drops the best line. They keep trying to blow me up. It's great. At, when he says that, there's soot on his face and smoke rising <laughs> from the front part of his hair. Yeah. He's literally on fire. He's now been on fire twice in the last week. And that's in the <laughs> middle of the night. Chapters. That's a bad snooze. Chapter 20. Han and Leia's room is also attacked, but psych! They're cuddling on the couch. Can't get them in the bed if they're cuddling on the couch. I love how, like, they're sitting on the couch. The door opens. They both just kind of, like, turn around and yeah. watch these, like, four soldiers come in. Silently swoop Stack in. up on the bedroom door. Yeah. And then Han just, like, hey, and yeah. shoots the guy. Bam. One in the throat, one in the head. Leia takes the other two out with her lightsaber. Perfect teamwork. What a perfect team. Yeah. Split the kills, split the credit. They roll down the hall to check on the delegations. Han heads for the Karelian end, and he meets up with Jason on the way. They race towards Adel Saxon's room to find dead guards, dead intruders, and Wedge, ruefully shaking his head. Prime Minister Saxon is dead, with a dinner plate-sized hole burned right through her. Remember those big guns we were talking about before? That's what they'll do to you. She dead yeah they, uh, in the words of of my one of my new favorite cinematic characters the almighty thanos no resurrections Ooh. No. not when you put a hole the size of a plate in somebody that's oh, fuck. <laughs> gross yeah brutal meanwhile leia's heading to the coruscanti delegation at the other end of the hallway she finds tycho finishing off the last black armored attacker and an admiral uniform blown apart from the chest up. Is it Pelion? Psych! He steps out from the shadows in a robe, swinging a blaster rifle. What, no cigar? 
One thing I want to point out <laughs> is that they're very specific to say yeah. from the chest up, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. But he is clearly in an admiral's uniform. Yeah. It's like everything Just that left usually... the insignia on the shoulder and yeah. the rest of it's blown away. Yeah. Like everything that's in Star Wars that shows officer ranking is just one little rank bar on yeah. the... Sh- on, like on the. Well, who knows? The, Maybe they the do shoulder. it differently in the GA. Maybe it's on a belt. Maybe it's like championship belts. You get a bigger belt if you're the admiral. You get just like the European belt yeah. if you're like a lieutenant. That's how I'm going to run my army. Championship belts. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Nice big shiny Turn, target. Turns out old Gil had a body double. And why? Well, we'll... Oh, we're not at that part yet. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we will get there. Yeah. Spoilers. But everybody gets together now to start the investigation after the dust has settled and all the attackers have been killed. Wedge and Tycho just bully the security chief out and they just hand the reins so funny. Hand the reins over to Luke. Like these guys are hilarious and they'll they're they're only going to be funnier in a few moments, but the uh, some of the attackers were found take it back to Kevin's point, foaming at the mouth. So, as we talked about Luke Skywalker in the middle of the four of them, he cut three of them down and then one of them Went down on his own. Some of them were found foaming at the mouth. Like some space cyanide pill. Yeah, exactly. Cyanide pills. I think it actually might be a little more sinister than that. Because this guy dropped Ooh. his broken gun, raised his hands, and then died. I'm thinking it's a kill switch. Hmm. I think someone was pa- like... Well, if his hands were up, he obviously wasn't popping pills. Yeah, so you well, got he a was good surrender. I think he was surrendering, and then... Who is this mystery, this mystery woman? person... Is like, uh, no, terminate. That was one of the other things, too, was that Jason made a point of saying that Luke didn't say anything about this female force presence. Why not? Did he not feel it, or is he just blinded by his blinders? He's blinded by his... But it seems like like there's... He's focusing too much on... On a man that doesn't exist. It seems like there's a lot at play here with this mystery woman. Back to the old veteran Gil with the body doubles. Why did he have a body double? Well, there's a lot more at play here. Wedge and Tycho had met previously as the two heads of security for each side. They agreed that it would probably be a good idea to just randomly swap around the bedchambers that were assigned to the delegation. Tycho goes back to the GA. They do it. Swippy swappy. People Mm -hmm. are sleeping in different rooms. The Karelians wouldn't have it from Wedge. They weren't having it. The man in charge of security was one of Thraken's... Goons. Goons, that's a good word. One of his goons. And he wasn't having it. And what do you know? Most of them ended up dead. So now we have... Thraken has a man on the inside. Not anymore. Had a man on the inside. That man ended up dead too, they said. motive for wanting Saxon out of the way. Right. Hmm. He certainly seems to be the prime suspect here, but... They decide BFF bros and the Jedi will investigate. Old Gil is on data duty with Han guarding him. Guarding him by playing Sabacc. <laughs> yeah, playing cards. And then we have a moment where Mara reaches to comfort Ben and he recoils. And Luke feels Mara hurt in the force, but he has no time to stop and talk to his family. How often do you think that's happened in the life of Grandmaster Jedi Luke Skywalker? How many times have you seen your family in pain and you can't stop to even offer them a word of encouragement just on to dealing with the next crisis man the next galaxy these crisis these people are 
born and bloodied and steeled in crisis after crisis after crisis. These their children from the beginning of their lives, and and, and for the for the older group since they were like eighteen teenagers, yeah. Han was like thirty. But anyways, all of them, their lives are just crisis after crisis. No time to stop and talk to your family when you have so many duties to take care of. So the BFF Bros, Wedge and Tycho, have started their investigation and they're following a data pad to a door that they want to check. They get there and it's the airlock. The security tapes show nothing, so they're pulling a trick from their wives. Both of their wives are, of course, retired spies. Yeah, of course. Because isn't everybody a spy? And they're all spies. <laughs> Everybody. Top fighter pilot married a spy. Everybody's a spy. Everybody's ben a spy. Ben was right. So yeah, Ben was right. <laughs> so no, no footage on the security tapes, but they're tracking door openings. And turns out this smart. this airlock over here was opened during the time when the attack would have been started. So they learn this from their wives, Ayala and Winter, their spy wives. And Tycho drops that Winter used to babysit the solo kids. Everybody's lives are so intertwined and overlapped. Like these people who end up at all different levels of government or military. Yeah. Or jedi-ness or whatever civilians even but god their lives are intertwined so heavily jane and zach arrive down the hallway and they start grilling the the bff bros <laughs> about what they've found in their investigation and it eventually comes to a bribe point and they decide to add their own little clue to the door mystery to waller's comlink is reporting off station lots of banter between jane and the bffs they are just like they are just roasting each other, which must be like in this time of crisis, we must make fun of everybody, everybody that we talk to. And I, I it, this is where I was asking myself if Team BFF Bros is supposed to be like lethal weapon. Like they're the whole time they're both just like I'm retired and I'm too old for this yeah. and I can't believe this and what's oh blah blah blah. I don't know. It was uh, the two of them were were just hilarious though. But between the two clues of the door opening and the and the uh, transponder tilt, still transponding that he's off station, they put together a little scenario of what might have happened at the airlock. Wedge and Tycho are going to have to go out in a ship and have a look around. Meanwhile, Wedge hands Jaina what he found in the airlock while he was investigating it. He puts it in her hand. It says, ooh, this weighs about a half a kilogram. It's what important. could it be? Find out next week on Forever Canon when we cover chapters 21, 22, 23, and 24. In the meantime, I've been Justin. I'm Tim. I was Kevin. And we'll catch you later. Bye. Both of these dimmies waved. I waved. They both waved. <laughs> cool. You guys are cool. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.